Your breath. 
your goodness to us. We thank you, Lord, that we can worship. You know, we don't have to have someone else to come before the throne for us. We can come directly to you. We ask that you would bless John as he brings the word today. Let us hear it and take it to heart. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Well, good morning. Good morning to everyone. Glad you're here today. So good to see you. It's been a beautiful week and uh, hopefully it's been productive for you. Uh, lots going on in our world. There's a crazy, crazy world out there. Still don't really know who our president is, but um, I'm sure that'll all wash out as time goes on. I'm wearing our BC Bombers shirt because we've got the Bombers in the house uh, today. We've invited them to come to worship with us and uh, it's our men's softball team this year. Uh, didn't do too well uh, with our record, but uh, had a lot of fun with these guys, great guys, and uh, had some fun. Lots going on Thanksgiving. Uh, we've got some first responders coming next week. We're going to recognize them and um, let them know how much we care about them. And then also, uh, we're meeting uh, at the wall every Wednesday, and so we're praying for you and for people and for anything that uh, might be going on. We're putting tags up on the wall of uh, prayer needs and prayer requests and things that people just are concerned about. And um, so we're doing that. Lots going on. We're talking about living on a prayer. And that's our theme for uh, this series throughout the end of the year and into the next year because prayer is going to be the only thing that's going to get us to where we need to be. And on our journey to prayer, we have talked about a couple things. There's our BC Bomber team. Sorry about that. Thanksgiving, first responders, meet me at the wall, living on a prayer. We said in prayer, talking about prayer, we said a couple things. One, prayer is turning to God. It's, it's facing God and saying, God, you have my attention. And so we don't just utter a prayer here and there, wherever, once in a while. It's, it's giving God our full attention. And we also said prayer is hosted by the Holy Spirit. He is the host of our prayer. Well, today we're going to talk about a new little topic here, and, and it has to do with team. Uh, somebody once said, don't aspire to be the best on the team, aspire to be the best for the team. Big difference, right? A lot of superstars out there these days, they're superstars, right? Everybody wants to be a superstar. Well, that's not really a team player, is it? A superstar is a, is a selfish player, somebody who wants to raise themselves up. But when it comes to prayer, when it comes to the body of Christ, when it comes to a team, it takes everybody working together to work as one. Not one person doing their own thing, everybody doing their own thing, but everyone working to be the best team that we can be. And that's, that's cool. And so today what I want to share with you is this. Prayer is a team effort. Prayer is a team effort. And I know right away what, what, what comes to mind is you think about this. You, you say, but wait, I, I can pray I can pray by myself. I, I, I don't need other people to pray. And, and, and you're right, you don't. You don't need other people to pray. You should pray by yourself. Personal prayer, in fact, is a must. You, you should do that. We all should do that, right? Right up there with eating and breathing and uh, uh, moving and playing and working and uh, living on this earth. Prayer is, is as important as anything else if not even more. And so we see personal prayer in the scriptures and we see personal prayer in the life of Jesus. How many times do we see Jesus kind of withdraw from the crowd, from everybody else, 
and go off by himself to pray. Well, to be honest, we really don't know how many times Jesus went off and did that, but we know he did that a number of times. In fact, in the book of Luke, Luke says, yet the news about Jesus or about him, Jesus spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed or, or to, to be healed of their sickness. Verse 16, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. And so what we know about Jesus is that he went away on his own by himself to pray. He put a high priority on personal prayer. And you and I should also put a high priority on personal prayer for our own soul, for our own life, for our own direction, for our own uh, relationship with God. We should spend time alone in prayer. We also know that Jesus taught his disciples that they should get away and pray. So he taught them that. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And so we should pray. We should pray individually. We should pray, pray quietly. We should pray personally. And we should pray privately. We should go off on our own and pray. But what I'm here to tell you today, in addition to that, is that prayer is a team effort as well. Maybe just as important as personal prayer. And that's, very, that's a priority that's very important. But praying together with other people who are believers is so critical to our own life. That is, we should like get together with others and really seek the face of God. There is great power in team prayer. In fact, that's what the church, the body of Christ, is all about. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, the scripture says, For where two or three are gathered in my name, that's Jesus' name, there I am with them. And so we know when people come together to pray, right? What happens is Jesus shows up. Jesus is there in the midst of those people, that team, those, that group that is spending time together, seeking the face of God and encouraging each other to, to, to look toward God, to give God our attention as a group, as a team. Well, let me share with you just a few examples of, of how powerful team prayer is and how when people came together to pray, how God did amazing, miraculous things through those people. And, and, and there's no doubt in my mind that those people seeking the face of God was a critical part of anything else happening. In other words, if they had not come together to pray, some of these things may never have happened. But because they came together to pray, God heard their prayers and God moved on their behalf. And so check this out. In Acts chapter 1, what's happening is, uh, you know what happened. In Acts chapter 1, the Gospels come to an end. Jesus' ministry comes to a close. He is, uh, he is arrested. He is uh, beaten. He's flogged. He's crucified and he's put in a tomb and now Jesus has risen from the from the grave and we're in Acts chapter 1 and and a whole new phase is about to, a new chapter is about to be uh, like opened up for the world for mankind 
And so Jesus, he appears to many people, hundreds of people after his death, after his resurrection, and he's with his disciples uh, and they're, they're talking and Jesus is telling them that he's going to go away to the Father, but he's going to come back. He's going to give them uh, the Holy Spirit. And, and in verse 14 of Acts chapter uh, 1, the scripture says this, right after Jesus ascends back into heaven, the scripture says this, this is what the team did. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So just kind of think about this. I'm trying to cover a lot of territory in a very quick moment. But all that's a, that has been happening, all that is happening with these, this group of people meeting together, notice it says constantly praying together. The outcome of this is this. The stage is now set for a mighty work of God to take place on the earth. And what's going to happen in the next chapter, Acts chapter 2, is that the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out on the apostles. They're going to go preach and thousands of people are going to come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior of their life. In other words, the church is about to be birthed into the world. That all is happening because these people, these people that Jesus touched and drew to himself, are now seeking Jesus together. And the outcome of that is power. The Holy Spirit is about to be poured out on God's people. But it took the team coming together, seeking God. God needs people on the planet who are willing to come together as a group and seek his face. And when he has a group of people that will do that, he will do great and amazing things. In Acts chapter 2, second example, in Acts chapter 4, I'm sorry, Acts 4, in, in, in this part of the, the, the book of Acts, just a couple chapters later, Peter and John heal a crippled man. And uh, the man is excited. He's running around, jumping around. He's excited. And it's at the temple. And uh, Peter and John are preaching about Jesus, that, that people need to give their lives to Jesus, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Well, the religious leaders of the day, they don't want to hear this anymore. They thought that they got rid of this guy. They thought that they crucified Jesus and he was gone. But now, not many days later, his apostles are all over the place preaching about Jesus. People are giving their lives to Jesus and they're getting a lot of attention and the religious leaders don't like this. And so what happens is they threaten, they, they bring Peter and John in and um, they, 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 they ask them what they're doing and whose name they're doing this. And then they threaten them never to speak in this name again. And they command them to stop talking about Jesus. And in Acts chapter 4, um, check out what he says. In verse 23, the scripture says, on their, on their release, yeah, on their release, so, so they, they're released from, from the religious leaders. They're released from there. They, they had been put in jail. And now they're released from jail. And Peter and John went back to their own people and they reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard this, when the group of the people heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. And they said, Sovereign Lord, this has happened just as you have said. And so what happens? They get released from the religious leaders and imprisonment, they go back to their people, they tell them what happens, 
And then in Acts chapter 4, verse 31, the scripture says, after they got done praying, this group of people, they, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God boldly. And so the outcome of, of, of this group of people coming together to pray, this team of people praying, is that Peter and John are released from the authorities. The place is shaken. The Holy Spirit fills the people. And they go out and they all speak the word of God boldly. And the church continues to grow. And when we say grow, we mean grow. Like thousands of people are coming to know the Lord in these first few weeks of the church being birthed. Thousands of people are giving their life to Christ. What an amazing thing what happens when the team comes together to pray. Acts chapter 12, Peter again finds himself in prison and Peter's, uh, he's kept in prison. And what happens is the church in Acts 12 is earnestly praying for Peter. They're praying for him. They're gathered together in a room and they're praying for Peter. They know he's in jail. And in the middle of the night, what happens? Well, let me read the passage here first. Uh, verse five, it says, so Peter was kept in prison, but the church, notice the team was earnestly praying to God for Peter, right? They're praying for Peter. He's in prison. They're in this room. And what about what happens is insane. So Peter's in jail. And what happens is the angel of the Lord comes to Peter Probably because the church is praying for Peter, the angel of the Lord comes to Peter in the middle of the night, wakes him up, and leads him out of the prison. Chains fall off him, uh, gates open up, guards stay asleep. Nobody notices. And in verse 11, it says, Then Peter came to himself and he said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord sent an angel to rescue me from Herod's clutches and from everything that the Jewish people were anticipating, when this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark. There were many people there. Many people had gathered and were praying. Many people, many believers. This is the team coming together to pray. Peter knocked on the door at, at the outer entrance. And, and the servant girl, whose name was Rhoda, she came to the door and answered the door and she recognized that it was Peter's voice. She was so overjoyed that she ran back into the house without opening the door. And she exclaimed to the other people, Peter is at the door. And so here's the church praying for Peter. They think Peter's in jail, but Peter's now been released from jail by an angel. And he's standing there knocking on the door. And they say to her, you're out of your mind, they told her. And she kept on insisting that it was so. And they said, it must be his angel. But Peter, he's still knocking at the door, right? What an amazing thing. That's what happens when God's people pray together. God does amazing and miraculous things. And the outcome of this, the outcome of this team coming together to pray is that Peter is miraculously uh, led, uh, escapes from the prison. God, God leads him out of the prison through an angel of the Lord. And the church is coming together to pray and seek the face of God. And Peter comes to his senses and Peter realizes that the Lord has led him out. He's almost like, like in this trance, like not even believing what's happening to him. That's what happens when the team prays. God does incredible things. And the last little example I want to share with you is this. In Matthew chapter 26, Jesus is, is about to be arrested. He's in the garden of Gethsemane. 
and he's he's gone there with the disciples and with his inner squad of disciples and he's gone there to pray he's gone to the garden to pray because he knows that the end has come and in verse uh beginning in verse 36 the scripture says then jesus went with his disciples to the place called gethsemane and he said to them sit here while i go over there and pray and so they're in the garden and it's nighttime and it's quiet and he asked the disciples to stay here while he goes over a little ways and prays and he took with him peter and the two sons of zebedee james and john along with him and he began to be sorrowful and troubled and he said to them my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death stay here and keep watch with me and then in verse, verse um, 39 i'm sorry stay here and keep watch with me he says and in verse 39 it says going a little farther he fell with his face to the ground and he prayed my father if it is possible may this cup be taken from me yet not my will but as you will and so we know this is a very important intense spiritual dark moment in the life of jesus he knows what's about to happen judas is about to betray him soldiers are going to come and arrest him and take him away and everything that's going to happen after that moment is not going to be fun for jesus humiliation torture pain and a cross and so he knows all this is about to happen and so jesus is with his team in one of the most important times of his life the most pressure the most stress the most intensity he's got his team with him and he's with them in the garden praying and the outcome of this intense prayer is that jesus now is gaining strength and power to face the cross but jesus leaned on his team he leaned on his guys the guys that he called to be his apostles he is now leaning on them for support for prayer support for guidance and direction to be there with him and for him what an amazing thing that is you know prayer just you and god is a must you you and i have got to spend time with god but when brothers or when family or believers come together and join together in prayer the power of god is able to make a huge difference in your life in the life of the group and in the life and the world of the world the whole world is impacted when god's people come together and pray and i'd like to invite you to join me at the wall if you're in this area every wednesday at noon join us at the wall for prayer and we'll do that so i've got this picture hanging in my wall in my office and it's a picture i had an awesome opportunity to play uh, some flag football growing up and and then get to play with um, my son john and bobby and my my buddy bobby and a few other guys and uh we got to play at panther stadium and so we're playing here in panther stadium and i love this picture because because we start everything off with prayer and uh we just are a, a group of guys who just care about each other and 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 love each other and pray for one another that's what a team does that's what a group does or should do it's the most important part of it but i it says here prayer is a team sport and that's kind of the the inspiration to, to this message is that prayer is is a, is a team 
event. It's a team effort. It's, it takes all of us working together to pray together, to seek God together. And it says, the Lord is he who sticks closer than a brother, because that's what God does. God is, he's part of the team. He wants us to be part of his team. And when we come together and team up with God, great things will happen. Great things will happen. And remember, remember this, it was 12 guys, 12 guys, Jesus's team of guys, all working and moving together on the same team that changed the world. And so my encouragement to you is this, go and be a team player in everything that you do. But more than that, go and be a team prayer. Pray together with others, pray together with the team, and we will continue living on a prayer because our life will be supported and, and, and built up because of our connection to God when we give him all of us. Please have a great week, be safe, and may God bless you.